For you. As you know, you may have known that 30th of March um, we lost our dear brother Dougie. We've got Brother Edison and Brother Jammers, who are very good friends of um, Brother Dougie, and they're going to share their story of their friendship and everything about Brother Dougie that is important to them. Excellent. Brother Edison, brother Jammers, are you both yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah as long as you can, can hear me. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, let's. We're here. Okay, we're here. awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, um, obviously, you know, we are here. We're here to talk about brother, brother Dougie, um, who passed on the thirtieth of March. Went to be with the ancestors. So I want you to, you know, just share. You know how you met Brother Dougie, and um, who wants to go first? Jeremy's, you've got a, a longer story, so you should go first, my brother. I try to, I try to a brief, a brief intro, then uh, pass it to Edison. Uh, firstly, I've got to say, uh, when my, my when my when my mum passed, my brother passed four months after, and I never got really to properly grieve and I think that's going to be the same with Brother Dougie you know Brother Dougie's like it's the time like when there's internet now and constantly I can hear his voice I just think he's a phone call away but um, the first time I met Brother Dougie I was doing security um, and he was doing posters he, he was putting um, posters of like uh, famous black um, artists famous black uh, speakers that's how I met Brother Dougie, putting up posters. He was he was selling posters outside uh, concert venues and things like that. How, how long ago was that, um, Brother Jammers? Oh, how long that, ago? That's years. That must be like maybe over 20 years ago. Oh wow. Wow. Maybe, maybe wow. over 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I knew Brother Dougie. He was the man who, was sell, who sold the posters, all the conscious posters. That's how I knew Brother Dougie, you know? Wow. Uh, uh, I didn't even know that story, brother. I didn't know that no. story. I didn't know you knew him so long. Gosh. No, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that either. My goodness. Yeah. Wow. That's how, that's why I, I knew he was the poster. He was the poster guy. And then when I, when I was DJing, he started to come to um, some of our parties. And, and he used to like the way that I used to DJ because I was a bit crazy when I was DJing. <laughs> And, and he, he, he sort of gravitated to the, my style of DJing and it's from it's from Brother Dougie really that's kind of how we sort of connected through that you know wow he, he really because I've got two friends one who another one who passed away and it's like if somebody really gravitates to me when I'm DJing it's like when I'm DJing I'm just DJing to please them mm-hmm. in a certain way mm-hmm. and it, se- it seems to entertain everybody else you know wow so, and one uh, of the biggest, wow. the biggest thing that I done was um, the reparations march last year um, in, in, Bri- in Brixton, where I was DJing there. 
and, and basically I was entertaining Dougie. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was, as long as Dougie was laughing, yeah, I knew I was on, you the, knew right you were on the right track. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I know you've, um, well, and we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, I know you've done lots of, you know, seminars, events with, with Brother Dougie, and, you know, there's so much um, stories there as well. But I want to just go over to Brother Edison, who, you know, yes. is going to tell us about how he met Brother Dougie. Please go ahead. Well, in truth, I met Dougie um, about five years ago. I was on his show, it's only five years, it feels like a lifetime ago, but to be fair, I don't remember not knowing him, that's how serious that is. But um, it was about five years ago, I was advertising a show that a friend of mine was doing, Wisdom and Vitality, and I just came on to Dougie's show. Um, It's the second time that I'd ever done any radio, I'd sort of done a show an hour before my first one mm-hmm. um, so it was the second time I've ever done radio and the woman you know who was organising it uh, asked us to go onto that show to promote the actual event oh, wow. and that was the first time I met him I think I was only supposed to be there for 10 minutes but ended up staying there all night <laughs> and then dropping him home because he lived around the corner from me oh, wow. and uh, from that day on I think I did a year um, every third Tuesday of the month just continuous he gave me the opportunity to learn how to speak on radio how to uh, communicate the etiquette of speaking on the radio and everything so no we all became friends and everything I did or would do I would want Buggy there just because again you recognize where you come from you respect how you got there mm-hmm. and Dougie was instrumental in everything that I did back then oh, and now I feel give him the credit to be fair because had he not started me I wouldn't have the option to talk about it wow that, that's a, that's amazing and you know because obviously um, to hear your your story and um, how you met him 10 minutes you were due to be on I can imagine looking, just going to come on promote my thing and then and obviously a, a really strong connection was formed when yeah. you you started you know um, you know talking he resonated something resonated and you've gone on to be firm friends I mean what does brother Dougie mean to you um, you know obviously you've just said about you know how you don't think that you know this would have happened at that time no, I'm sure it would happen at, at some other point but it wouldn't not, happen at the not, time it did if it wasn't life, going on that life show is not, life is not accidental so everyone sees each moment as unique but it's all connected so in my life regardless of what was going to happen I was going to meet Buggy he was going to uh, be involved in my life in a certain way and certain things, you see, you need a load of ingredients to make the cake. And he was a vital ingredient <laughs> at a vital time. Wow. And without him being there, I wouldn't have moved on. Of course, the lady, Alexa, who was doing the event at the time, she gave me, it's funny, I spoke longer on Buggy's show than I did on the event. 
Wow. <laughs> 10 minutes, like 15 minutes of the event. But I did our speaking on Bobby show that night. And uh, we covered a lot of topics and subjects of things. And it got me, as you say, would you say, busting your cherry or what have you? That was my first time where I really got my confidence of speaking on the radio and being able to um, articulate in a safe place. Because he provided a safe environment. He provided a place where you could be yourself. Yeah. You would sometimes forget yourself because yeah. you forget that you're on the radio. So I'm on the radio. What am I doing? Um, what am I talking about this? <laughs> and this is where I met Janice as well, to be fair, properly. Mm. Officially, we met there. Yeah, we're going to talk about your friendship with Janice. But I just want to find out from Janice, what does... Um, Brother Dougie mean to you, you know, the, the, obviously now he's no well, longer well, physically, the, but yeah. Go ahead. Socially, we, we, were, we became friends through my DJing. Mm-hmm. When, he, when he, his actual first show on SLR, I actually, I actually was there with him. He, I was playing like, he was like good cop, bad cop. So he would, he would interview the person and then I would, I would answer oh. a question against them. So the very first show I was with Dougie on SLR. But really? Oh, I didn't realise that's what you were saying. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'd done the very first show with him. Oh. But through my other, my other like, DJ, and I wasn't able to do any more. I think I'd done maybe two or three, mm-hmm. the first two. Mm-hmm. But then I came to him, when I, when I came to this understanding of the words... And I remember the first time I explained to Dougie and he's like, you didn't have a clue what I was talking about. <laughs> you know, and I thought, oh, well, there's no point talking to him. But as, as same with Edison, he gave me the opportunity to start expressing myself. And he, he even when he didn't really fathom what I was talking about, he gradually came into seeing what I was on about. He gave me the first my first opportunity to actually express myself. And if it wasn't for Dougie, me and Edison now, we wouldn't be even having this relationship that we have now, you see. Connections, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know everyone I speak to, it's almost like Brother Dougie has linked them with this other person and that other person and friendships are are formed. And um, I know the two of you have worked closely with um, Brother Dougie. And what I want to ask you is, for you... um, what you know with Brother Dougie's work and what he's done and linking you both together, you know what's um, what's have you, what's kept alive for you in you know in terms of memories of Brother Dougie. Are there any are there any stories or you know situations that you can link back to Brother Dougie and say, oh yeah, you know, and just share with us anything that sort of um, you know is is still with you as a memorable um, time or event. Oh, for myself? Yeah, I've any... The main thing for me and Dougie was really... um, This was a man that, regardless of what had been done to him, he couldn't speak bad about anyone. He showed me a level of decency I haven't seen anywhere else. There'd be situations where I'm mad and he's not mad. He's like, okay... (laughs) this is what happened this yeah. is this and I'm like don't oh, stand on and I'm someone I'm quite easy going quite placid okay? but this guy was on another level of mm-hmm. not doing anything that would actually reflect bad on himself or him speak bad as someone else and I could see he's clearly you know someone who was in a situation where he didn't get the right rub of the green you know? mm-hmm. um, but he's still not going to speak bad 
or do what have you. And I remember the time, Jammers, do you remember when we went to Manchester? When we oh, met yeah, Amrani Manchester. and all that? Wow. Uh, I remember yeah. when we went, you were less than aware. Yeah, you're a little tired. Yeah, I was driving half asleep. Oh my God. Half asleep. And Dougie stayed out the whole night. All of us went to sleep oh. trying to talk to Jammers to keep him away, awake so that he could make sure that we all got home safely. The guy literally, no issue, sacrificing himself, sacrificing his sleep. All of us just disappeared in the back at a van. But he was there and he said, no, nah, i got to stay up because this guy... And I didn't even know that. <laughs> no, he, didn't, he had to stay up because you looked like you were falling asleep at lights, my friend. <laughs> you were not... Oh. <laughs> no. He stayed up the whole night driving back with you, talking back to you to make sure you stayed awake and you actually got us back. And I didn't even know that you just told me that now. Wow. Sorry, brother. We didn't want to share that. <laughs> but now there's no point keeping the story. But me and Bachelor had fallen asleep and you was there trying and Dougie stayed awake. You would not sleep wow. just wow. so that you could do that. So you, Yeah, so you didn't realise that he wasn't awake because he just wanted to be awake. He was awake to just help you no, to he navigate. Said, he told me, he told me, he says, look, I said, no, nah, got." he said, no, nah, I've got to stay awake. I've got to make sure. I've been watching. i just got to watch him and make sure um, he gets us home. Mm-hmm. How great is that? That's typical of him. Classic self-sacrifice. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Um, because, you know, obviously hearing about his sad passing, he was still, he was on the radio that last Tuesday before he passed so he yeah. was always and, and I think um, I heard that someone said on another show that he never missed a show never ever missed a show never did he would always tell that he says look you've got to be consistent in order to be able to get the following that he had mm-hmm. he yeah. made sure he never missed a show he said other people would come and go and people wouldn't be sure if they're on but everyone knew Tuesday <laughs> night yeah, you're going to FLR Dougie's going to be there yeah it's yeah. true it's really true without fail there's a few things in life that you could count on <laughs> and that was one of them <laughs> absolutely um Brother Jammers have you got a story you'd like to share I know you were included well, in that story but have you got I another one Dougie was the community people don't realise it if it wasn't for Dougie yes. there wouldn't be no community you know, he was the one who got people together over years and years through various different events. You know, he was the he was the community. People ain't going to realise this now, but Dougie was what held everybody together. And another thing about Dougie, he was always interested in somebody. He was never he was interested in other people, not himself. You know, he was. That's what his skill. That's what he was about. He was about being interested in somebody else's skill, you know. And he's the only one I know. Everywhere. That was his skill. His skill was to enable things to take place. He could create something. So many people would tell me, come to him, and they've got an idea. And he would try to bring the idea to life, even at his own expense. Wow. And, and that is, you know, that selflessness, um, which, you know, is so, 
which you keep hearing. Everyone I speak to, they've got a story where Brother Dougie, you know, put himself out for somebody. Um, and that seems to be the, the, the narrative that I'm hearing um, for, with anyone I speak to who knows him. And, um, you know, I would say, and I'm sure you would agree, that Brother Dougie, you know, put together a body of work, his events, his radio shows. I mean, Brother Dougie's shows would go on. One of the things that people, you know, have said, three, four, five hours. I know that Brother Dougie have had shows going on till six in the morning. And I'm pretty sure you, you guys have been with him in the studio. Yeah, we've been there. I've done that. I've done that. Can you talk on that? Yeah, can you share with us what that's been like, you know, where you're going in and you're thinking, yeah, we're going to talk for an hour or two. And then the conversation is so sweet. And then obviously you've got the callers coming in. And, you know, what's that been like? And, you know, obviously everyone was still wide awake, you know, towards the end. I, I don't know if you felt that way, but the conversation was still sweet right to the very end what was that like for me it was strange because i would come from work and i'd come straight there and i'm partially tired as we do but you get into the meat of it and the drink of it and before you know you're there for hours and come three o'clock i say oh come on you must be sleeping and then you get a phone call i said i can't believe it (laughs) i can't get a phone call at three o'clock in the morning who's still listening (laughs) who's listening at this time and then we'll go to three or four and we think we've got to go and his famous line was it's time to put a pin in it put a pin in it um use our social discretion (laughs) yeah and use our social discretion and we're about to go now it's time and then we'll do that and we get a phone call i said you're joking and no we'll get another phone call at that time where someone else says oh I listen to the show and then wants to get into a whole next conversation so oh man there was time but he again that's why he was there he's not one who's going to run away if there's four o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning you know and the thing is he taught me to be able to give people space to speak so wow. regardless of whether the person was talking about anything or just calling out, we waited until the person um, finished what they had to say. And then we would proceed to speak afterwards. That's why I said he told me radio etiquette. It's not for you to hog a conversation, um, fit in where, you can, where you're appropriately to fit in. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is um, everyone is there to make the show. Mm. Yes. Everyone we need to add. So it's not from one individual to hog the show, so to speak. Um, it's for all of us to everyone wants to hear everyone speak. So and, it's too much I learned from him. And and I think what's really important as well is that the guests, you know, Brother Dougie has a knack of making the guests feel, you know, really welcomed and get their points across. But another thing that he was able to do was give the listeners a voice, you know. Um, the person at home, you know, was able to call in and have this conversation, as you were saying. And, you know, like you say, you know, three, four, five o'clock, people are kind of still having, you know, wanting to make a point. And it's almost like he made speakers of his listening audience. Yeah. He created that. Yeah. Jamas, what do you think? Well, the thing is, uh, I'm just thinking about if it, Dougie was the one who gave me the platform to do what I do, 
because what I was doing was nobody had really ever done it before mm. and Dougie was the one who gave me the platform to be able to express myself and as Edison was saying on the long show I remember the first show that I'd done with Dougie when I was talking about etymology <laughs> I actually fell asleep during the show <laughs> yeah so we were talking and then the, the, guy, the guy was going our people are asleep and, and you could hear me actually snoring oh my goodness <laughs> 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 oh god yeah, so, so Dougie sort of made me, Dougie kind of made me who I am, really, you know, that's what all I can mm. say. Wow, beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine because it's um, the show's long, and I know you, you, you're you both really busy with, you know, your work and stuff, but, you know, Brother Dougie just had a knack of keeping people going, so you would wake up and come back into the show. Um, you know, I want to really just. Um, a lot of people are still mourning. You know, you just have to go on social media, Facebook, and people are still shocked. People are still, you know, going through the grieving process. Um, what I'd like to ask is, can you just share something, a perspective that can help them to really just, you know, kind of take their grief and turn it into something that they can use to comfort themselves and, you know, get past this difficult phase? Janice, do you want to go first, brother? <laughs> Boy, this is a difficult... All that, I'll, just, I'll just say something brief and then I edit enough for you. But to me, Dougie's always... He's still there. I can still hear Dougie's voice. I can yeah. still hear Dougie's advice. He's so much... It's not like... He's, he's more than like a brother or a mother or a... That he's been with me constantly. I can still hear Dougie giving me advice to mm. do this, to do that. It's like he's, it, I, I, I can't, it's like he's a part of me, you know? Edison. <laughs> this sounds like one of our shows, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was new faith, I got Edison. It's my turn now, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, like you said at the moment, you know? <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I heard Dougie the night before he passed. So I take that as him saying farewell before he passed on. It was an opportunity for him to communicate and for me, thankfully, to hear his voice and to hear his, you know, his general, I want to make sure everything's okay. So I heard him the night before. And when I heard the next day, um, I nearly broke, well, I broke down. I was speaking to you and I was like, my God, this is a bit too much for me to take because um, this is one of the good guys. This is no um, valid reason from him not to be here. Um, I just couldn't comprehend it. Even in the nature of what I do, um, I still find it very difficult to handle uh, what I was being told at the time. They even swore at the people saying, no, you're lying, you know, um, in a more colorful way. <laughs> still, um, and in the end, we came down, I spoke to you, was half crying because we didn't want to believe what we was hearing. This is like some very overwhelming emotional hit. The idea of we not speaking to him again, we not um, doing show, we're not doing anything together like that. That whole part of us has ended uh, what we're going to do as far as physically in the future. That whole moment had come and now was not going to be 
in whatever way. You know how it is. I'm going to get to you. I'm going to see you in due course. And when you don't get to do it, when the time runs out and you haven't done what you do, done or wanted to do, it's really hard to take. So um, at the time, I was like really here. And then I had to just um, suck it up because if I had gone down, I would have been in pieces all over the place. Um, but like I said, the nature of what I do, thankfully, um, I'm in a position where I can hear what people are saying on the other side. This is what we teach. This is what we do. This is what we show people to do. So I was able to communicate with Dougie, um, which is, you know, again, you believe, you don't believe. It's your prerogative. I'm not really worried about that. I just now was able to speak to the guy. And the first thing he told me yeah, I was is... to ask you, can you share it with us? Yeah, go Of ahead. course, no problem. Again, he said, look out for my mum. That was the first concern he had is look out for my mum, make sure that he's she's okay. Second thing he said, make sure they carry on what I've done. He spent a long time trying to commit that community up. The community is him, but it's still more than him. And if one person can't fit in his shoes, everyone can fit in his shoes. Everyone can still keep everyone going. Everyone can still look out for everyone. He might not be here in person, but what he left here is is enough of a framework to keep everything going. Yeah? And the last thing he said is that he's all right. That in truth, he's better than he was before. Wow. He's without any pain. He's now... um, Yeah, he's without any pain, he's without any distress. Of course, he's not here for the people that are there, but now he's got to embark on the next part of his life. You see, the funny thing in life is people that witness death are the ones who actually, how do you say, no one dies, they transition. We all keep saying it, but I don't think people comprehend it. The only one who dies is the person who witnesses the death. Because they, what effectively happens is they're no longer going to have the relationship physically they have with that person. So it's the end of a part of their mind and a relationship they win. It's the death to the relationship where the actual person has transitioned, has moved on, and is going to go and live a different part of their life now. So Dougie is still alive in theory, not in theory, in actuality, his essence is still there. And he's going to do what he has to do. But first, he has to do what he has to do for himself. And he did enough here. When he made me think about it, he came and said, look, you know, don't cry for me. I'm good. I'm having the time of my life. Wow. I can imagine yeah, that long because, yeah. And that's it. Kept singing it all day. He's having the time of his life and it was effectively, I was crying for my loss. Mm. That's why whenever someone passes, they say, sorry for your loss. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one who's lost the presence, the story, the ability to communicate with that person. You're the one who's lost. The actual person has transitioned and they've been born into another reality, another story. So Dougie didn't want me to cry, so I couldn't cry no more. He said, what are you crying for? I said, well, I'm, I'm happy. You cry for a man who's happy? That's not very comfortable, brother. 
yeah, that make no sense. You just come on, you've got to do what you've got to do. Move on. This is going to happen a lot to a lot of people right now. And they have to understand the, the crying, which is fair, cry if you need to, but you're crying for yourself in your loss, which is fine. But understand that and move on. If you want to um, celebrate the person, maintain what they did, depending on what they were doing. So Dougie, that's massive boots to fill in the community, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that have benefited from what he's done and can carry on doing what they need to do. So that's what effectively he came and showed me at that time. It was his mum, it was carrying on, and understand that he's now having the time of his life. He hasn't got the pain. He hasn't got the discomfort. Um, he can be anywhere he wants to be. Yes. And now he's in another part of his life, another part of his school. He always used to ask me about the ancestors and I laughed. I said, where you one now, brother? What are you going to do? You should come tell me what it's about. Yeah? You should come tell me what are the ancestors about, what it's about. So he now is here as in he's going to stay as the memories that everyone has of him so when no one should focus on what happened or what you're not going to do focus on what you had and how you enjoyed that and how that is a treasure that you can't lose and that's a treasure that will always be with you so I can't be sad because he's now told me that I'm just doing it for myself I'm being selfish and pointless so I remember it's still hard I see the pictures and I look and say I can't recreate that moment but let me be happy for the moments that I've had yes. let me take them and cherish them and let me see him smiling and laughing in the way that he did What's it? It's good to be great and great to be good and all them different yeah, lines. He's yeah. got lines for days that he had. All those lines that he used to come out with um, and stuff like that. So all of those moments, all of those situations, all of those things are stuff that we had and he left with us. He's moved on, but we have to carry on. Yeah, and be grateful for his lessons. Go ahead, Jonas. I think what was underrated was his speaking ability because he didn't really look like he was doing anything. You know, he was he would stand in front of an audience and he could entertain a virtually mm -hmm. an empty room. And he made it look so easy yes. that it was so underrated that his ability that he could attain he could he could do any crowd at any time, in any situation, he was able to manage people and I think the way that he done it, it was so underrated that he just made it look like he wasn't even doing anything, you know? So I think that's a skill that that people don't really realise, you know, or comprehend how good he was as a speaker. No, because he made everything, he made everything appear natural, Jonas. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. When someone is making it like he's having a conversation with friends, mm -hmm. I learned so much from him. But he he he, he um, spoke as if he was having a conversation with friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a relative of yours. When he's talking to you, you wouldn't know that you just met him for the first time because mm -hmm. he shows so much concern and everything when he's speaking to you that you realize that my God, who is this guy? Why is he doing it? Why? And he he didn't even make it appear 
like there was any reason why he shouldn't be doing it. So that was his for me. I learned a public speaking style. Make it sound as natural as possible and people will listen like they're listening to a friend. Because I saw Dougie entertain the empty room. Basically, all the stall holders were there, but nobody turned up, you know? And Dougie made everybody laugh, entertain everybody, network. Dougie was the actual main event of the actual event. You know, I've never seen nothing like that before in my life, you know, where he entertained an empty room and everybody felt like they had a fantastic time, you know. Yeah, yeah. he's a natural, you know, natural charisma, natural, you know, connector. And he has that, you know, he has that natural laugh. I, I kind of call it a spiritual laugh where he just, you know, it's, it's infective, isn't it? You just kind of find yourself you know, laughing along with him and, um, and you know, I think, as, as you said, you, you, you just mentioned about the empty room, but also Dougie could fill a room. I mean, I've been to some of these events where people are on the street, you know, can't, not, not able to get in. And, that, you know, talk to us about that. How was he able to, you know, hundreds and thousands of people, you know, around him? And even if you look at the people mourning his, you know, his loss, the, the loss of him, on social media there's still pages and pages and pages of people you know sharing their thoughts about Baba Dougie well I think Dougie was as I said Dougie was caring for Dougie didn't care about himself he cared for the other person and I'm through Dougie it's like he wasn't like with social media he, he didn't have the most money he wasn't driving. He was using a walking stick to get around. But Dougie was everywhere. Dougie had a spirit about him that was beyond what most people can even manifest. You know, hey, when you really check, how did Dougie do what? I've seen Dougie all over South London, West London, and he doesn't drive. You know, he was doing more in one day than people who had cars and Definitely. could do in a week. Definitely. Definitely, because I, I would speak to him and he's he's at one event, then he's on his way to another event and then something else is going on in the evening. And I would say, Brother Dougie, how do you do it? You know? Mm-hmm. And then the next day he's got other things lined up. And I think it's what Anderson said, he's a friend to everybody. Like, he, wouldn't, he, he couldn't walk in a room and walk past anybody. Yeah. Dougie was everybody's best friend. that's what you hear everyone has got their special relationship with brother Dougie and it's like Mm -hmm. wow so many people you know have this connection with him that is you know unique but it's you know you know that oh that's the brother Dougie experience the brother Dougie style no I've heard of people like him but I've never met one like him you know, when people speak of a community man, you think of them doing it on certain events and organizing certain things. But that was him 24-7. If he wasn't on the radio, he was at an event, he was supporting this sister, he was supporting this brother, he was always supporting someone. Yeah, and as Jamma said, that's what I say for now. There's a thing where someone has gone for a lot of discomfort. When they transition, they're no longer carrying the body that was creating so much pain. 
but he didn't stop. He would be, like you said, traveling on public transport everywhere. Now, if he heard if anyone had an issue or situation, I've heard the people come to me and say they were in a situation, they spoke about it, but Dougie came to their rescue and they didn't know him. He just saw a situation and said, I've got to do what I can to try and help. This was just his nature. So again, I'm always in admiration. Such people, like I say, you hear of, but you don't actually know um, they exist. Like we say, when we use the word great, we don't really, it's used so flippantly. Mm. But people like him, like I say, the legacy is going to leave. It's not till people start realizing, how did we do this? Oh, it was Dougie. How did we do that? Oh, it was Dougie. They're not going to realize that this man was involved in everything, but took no credit for nothing. So true. Um, and, and the thing with Dougie, sorry to cut you, no, 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 is he went, into, he went into subjects that I wouldn't go into. You know, he went into trauma, and it's not like he was skilled in that, but he was going into gang violence, trauma, yeah, abuse. Yeah. He was touching subjects that even people who were skilled in that subject wouldn't go near. Mm. You know, so he was taking on all of that trauma. And, and, and doing this thing, you know, off, off his own back. I think, you know, what I, I think, we, we've, you're so right. So many, because I can think of so many different topics that Brother Dougie has covered. You know, you know, blackish, black history. He knows, he knows all about, you know, the history of black people and, you know, all, and the science and what have you. Um, he's, again, relationships, um, family. And I know towards the end of his life, he was particularly interested in young people and, um, you know, the different things, like you say, that's going on. And he was very good at getting a team of people um, who had different, you know, different um, knowledge of that subject. And then he would put on the, the events according to that. He was definitely very interested in the community and what was going on in the community now. Not so much just talking about the problems, but looking to solve, you know, for solutions and finding people who had those skills as well. well. Yeah, what would you say on that? You know what? It's a skill in itself yes. to find people to tell the story that you can't tell. Mm, yes. So Mr. Ford springs to mind, you know, with the fo- <laughs> Yes. Well, again, that's what wise people do. Yes. Yeah, and not to say he didn't understand, but if someone understood it and I can articulate in a way that he couldn't, he wanted to educate the community on all subjects and everything. Look, there's school. And school, as as great as it is, is to give you an education so that you can get a job. But it's not to teach you what's going on and how to actually think for yourself. So he would bring all these topics that are being affected in from prostrate uh, yes. to all of the different things. That was prostrate. He did the relationship thing. He did so many different things. And in the end, the biggest issue that we have is the young. Because without the young being dealt with, the future is bleak. Yeah. So he even so whether he was an expert or not, it doesn't matter. That wouldn't deter him trying to actually fight so that he can find a way. Because if he doesn't know a way, he will find, find a, a way. way. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's better than someone sitting there safe, trying to say, oh no, that's not my field, that's not this, that's not my expertise. And true, if that's how you think, sit down and, you know, when your time comes, you'll be asked. But that wasn't him. He wasn't going to wait on, oh, this will be the perfect time, or I don't want to look silly. Silly is not to do when you can try. Yeah, when someone says they can't, it's a poor use of their imagination. Yeah, they're just saying, I don't know how to use my imagination properly. So therefore, I'm saying that I can't. But that wasn't Dougie's issue. He would go with, you know, others might say, oh, no, I might look silly doing that. What is his point? If, you don't, if the community don't know, it's silly that you're sitting there that you do know or that you haven't tried to help. And, and, and another thing with Dougie is where does he find these people? He, he was talking about Lala Africa before I knew anything about Menelin. He was talking about Dick Gregory before I knew anything about that. Where did he find Edison? And even myself. You know, Dougie found, I don't know, these untouched diamonds from, I don't know where he found them from and brought them to the surface. It was his fate and it was our fault, our fate as well. Because like I said, I you know, was in South London and I ended up in North London and I ended up in Dougie's chair. And those sequence of events don't really... And if you saw how I ended up in the show, then ended up there, it's so innocuous. It makes no sense. It's a chance phone call, then a chance phone call turns into a chance show, then it turns into a radio show. So I'm like, hmm, where was I really meant to be? In the show or with Dougie? if not for the show I would have no reason to be there so this is why I said combination of things I was meant to end up knowing the guy for as long as we can and I was lucky for that he introduced me helped me show me many different ways gave me the confidence to feel that I can speak out in public and so many things have happened as a result that's why look he's helped so many people that are prominent in the community and gave them their chance we weren't the only ones you know he would tell me about the people that said yeah they're on my show they're on my show they're on my show it's so much and the thing is again the people may remember him may not remember him you know some people became big time and then remember who gave them their first chance but we knew for Dougie we said nah you know what, whatever the case, whatever the time, if Dougie calls me, I've got to go around. If he calls me, I have to understand because if you don't respect where you come from, yeah. you're not going to get the credit where you arrive. Absolutely. And, and the thing about Dougie, he seemed to know everybody, you know. Yeah, everybody. Felix Dicker, you know, he gave so many people in it who, across the board, he, he seemed to know everybody. Everyone. Everywhere you go, they know me. They know me. This man, what is it, you know? Everyone knows him, but this is when you put in the work. That's right. That's right. You know, and I, and I feel um, Brother Dougie had the skill to put people together. So I spoke to some people last week, and they, Brother Dougie, brought them together, and they did seminars together. But he, def- he also brought you two gentlemen together. And um, what I would ask you is, are you going to keep 
you know, I know you've got a radio show that you do together and various things. Are you going to continue some of those projects together? And also, how has, I know you've both got your own businesses, how has Baba Dougie's um, input going forward, what are you going to take from what you've um, learned from Baba Dougie or the memory of Baba Dougie and implement it, you know, in what you're doing now? Jarvis, you want to go first? I was like, yeah. I can go this time. First, you can go afterwards, mate. I ain't got no choice. I can go first. Two plays don't want you figuring it out. We're well, like this all the time, you know? Yeah. It is your show, so you normally I don't get a look in. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I come in when he tells me, normally. So let me just show the same etiquette. Go on, brother. <laughs> no, I, I ain't got no choice, you know? Me and Edison is just that... that, that Dougie just made that link that's not going to be broken now. I ain't got no it's choice. It's not going to be broken. Yeah. It's not going to be broken. That's it, yeah. This is what I said. There was a few people, Jammers, uh, Bachelor, Dougie, wherever I would go, those guys would go. That's how I would see. If I was doing something, one of them would be there in some sort of capacity. So it's like one of the team, as far as the team that we were, I'm sure there was many teams. Dougie exists, but in my own mind, he was someone that was always there in spirit and with respect to the fact that I'm a lot of like I said he wouldn't be here if not for his show if not for his time if not for his experience that we all swallowed up me and Jammers now again going on his show these are two people that normally would not be in the same sort of circle Jammers runs from everything spiritual Oh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's spiritual. It's a German spiritual. He's like, oh, Eddie, that's your road. Eddie's not going there. <laughs> so it's not the obvious collaboration, but in all honesty, um, we want to help. As they say, we want to have people understand and comprehend things as beyond the normal beyond the education that they're given so um, both of us whenever we're doing our shows or what have you we're both going to push each other Jamis is going to push me every time with questions and things but I said I don't want to talk about that Jamis that's for my course but I will answer everything he tells me and the same thing we'll bring a concept to him and he's going to go home and speak to his head and say okay hmm, I'm going to come out with something different now and start studying no Jamis? That's why I'll ask Edison a question and he'll come back and ask I didn't, I didn't want to hear, you know. So. <laughs> I, I, and both of that we don't want to hear, yeah. or he was the auntie, actually um, pushes us <laughs> and makes us go deeper. That's why that show we do on that Tuesday is absolutely um crazy the topics that we go into and I said yes. it's only you Germans I would not talk about those things if not for being on your show of course I would on Buggy show as well but it's either that or Germans someone else asking me we would keep it straight down the road but because I know he will push me and again he's underrated as an interviewer he thinks oh I'm just doing it and making it up but you're actually very skilled at bringing people and allowing them to tell their story and I think I think it's like you know that you see them come through masters really like Dougie is the Dougie is the old drunk not drunk master the the master the one with the stick yeah. Really, I, I can only be a representative of Dougie if it wasn't for Dougie. The same here, the same here. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 this jammers is not just jammers. This is through Dougie. I'm just a part of what Dougie's trained me to do. So I'm always going to be representing Dougie, even if I don't think I am. Uh, for me it's exactly the same because that's how we used to be when we was on his shows we were doggies um, how do you say we were working in his paradigm Mm. he always showed respect he never rushed people and all of us when we're there we followed the suit we just behaved as he gave us the um, how do you say example to behave and we carried on. You show everyone respect. You're not bigger than anyone. You're there to help first and then try and, you know, get what you can later. And we still carry on with that discipline. If we can help someone, we will first. If we can, you know, see a brother, whatever, we'll try and say what we can or do what we can. And that concept is not based on money because that wasn't Dougie's thing. I did a show with Dougie. I did a show with Dougie. And he was the MC. And I said to Dougie, what can we pay you? He said, nothing. I said, come on, dude, we make money. He goes, no, it will mess up my mojo. Wow. <laughs> it would have messed up my mojo. Wouldn't take no money. Wow. Wouldn't take no money. I said, what's going on? Dougie, take some. He wouldn't take no money. And, and that's another thing. Dougie wasn't doing it for the money. Absolutely not, yeah. What people don't get, Dougie wasn't doing it for the money. I don't know what Dougie was doing it for, but Dougie wasn't doing it for the money. You know? And and and, uh, and another thing with Dougie is, with, with, with me and Edison, his is the only show where you're going to be talking for six hours on. <laughs> you don't get that kind of training anywhere else on the planet, you know? <laughs> so, so that's why we, me and Edison, maybe can talk and talk. It's through talking on Dougie's shows. Yeah, I just wanted to correct myself on uh, before was when I said that Dougie wasn't doing it for the money. I didn't know why he was doing it. I know Dougie was Dougie was the gardener. Dougie was he was the one who saw flower or seed Mm. and wanted it to blossom. So Dougie was the gardener. Love that, love that analogy. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um. He saw. He could see. And and I think. You know, he saw the soul or the, you know, the the gift. You know, he could see the potential and uh, that is such a beautiful thing and that gives a person the confidence to go out and do what they're doing. So I love the analogy you just used there. Um, you know, what I want to do, because I know, um, I want to kind of go into, you know, how you're going forward with what you're doing outside, you know, uh, what you've what you've got from what you've learned from Brother Dougie and what you're doing now, but have you got anything? I would like both of you just to say if you've got anything else you'd like to say about Brother Dougie, and then talk about. I know Brother Edison is starting a new class, um, and yes, we're going to go into that. And like I know Brother gone. Jammers is got some wordology stuff that he's doing. So, but if you just want to kind of just to say. Uh, a few words, you know, whatever you'd like to say about Baba Dougie, and then we'll go into the next part of the show. Uh, Edison, awesome. I'll let you run with this one. <laughs> Cheers, <bro. laughs> You two are so kind to each other. <laughs> this is how we were brought up by Dougie, to be fair. Uh, no, I know um, as a result, um, sometimes when I'm running a course, there might be someone that has been through some difficulties or been through a situation. So 
I know going forward, I'm going to always, how do you say, leave a space at your table. There'll always be one person who will come. And if they really are genuinely want to do what we got to do, they'll do it free of charge in the name of Dougie. So there'll be a Dougie recipient. So I won't let that person have to pay to go onto the course, no matter how much it is the course we're doing. We'll do it for free. We'll say, okay, you know what? Because of my mate Dougie. So that will always keep him alive in my head. The person might not know him, but they'll be the recipient of his kindness. That's beautiful. That's what, again, it's a small gesture, to be fair, for all the things that he did for people and um, helped them get forward, helped them get known. And, um, you know, for me now, again, I don't want to forget. Look, I appreciate these things. You can still maintain relationships with people. <laughs> so for him, in that respect, whatever he's doing, wherever he is, um, I think his, you know, his legacy and his body of work deserves that people try and carry on in the same nature that he did. Yes. Like you said, it wasn't about the money. It was about people moving forward. And mm-hmm. sometimes people really needed what we're all trying to do. But for me, like I say, from now on, whatever I do, there'll be one that I say, boy, that's like I just did a cool start into day and yeah there's a a lady that is my um doggy recipient yeah she's the one that again you're good don't worry about it you don't have to pay uh because of this guy that i know and the way that he behaved if it was him um and you came to him in that situation he would let you have a blight or let you go through so i would do that for every course that i do from now on I'll remember him and say, yeah, okay, wherever you are, go on from there. Wow. I, I really love that. That's such a, you know, such a, an amazing thing. And it really does tell the story of who Boa Dougie was, that you're doing this in honour, in memory of him. Yeah. Um, Brother Jammers. Do you want to add to this or say anything on, on well, this? Well, I just feel, Dougie, that it's going to be less words and more action from me. I think that's what it's going to be about me. I'm going to be doing more, more action and less talking mm-hmm. in a certain way, you know. But, but as I said, Dougie is a part of me, so, you know, I just feel that, you know, I feel empowered that he's still around me. I, I, as I said, I haven't, got, I haven't got to terms with him not being around and I, I still imagine. feel... I, I am Dougie is a part of who I am now anyway, you know, and I just feel more empowered to do more things really, you know. Awesome. And you know one thing I wanted to ask Edson, because basically I remember on the last day he was looking he was concerned about me. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, and uh, what did does anybody know what was what, what happened? What 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 how did he pass? What was the reason? Um In honesty. In honesty, you know how it is for me, speculation is amongst those that are trying to mourn. So Mm -hmm. um, the fact that he's gone, Mm -hmm. uh, there's no good reason. Mm -hmm. There's no situation or whatever we do, we can't bring him back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we can hold on to these concepts and say, was it this and was it that? It's different if it was a child, of course, you want to find out. 
Yeah. Um, but this thing can have people held in a state of anger for longer than they need to be. Right. And honestly, it's not productive. The man's moved on and he's gone on. So I'd rather he passed. For me personally, everyone can obviously, life is about choice, thank God. But um, if he leaves and he's passed and, you know, we only remember him as he was and how he affected us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can keep whatever good memories and feelings that we have without mm-hmm. it having been soiled by some story which is just going to put us in a deeper state of depression and we're going to sit there, oh, it shouldn't have happened like this, it shouldn't have happened like this, it shouldn't have happened like that, mm-hmm. you know? For me, I don't like to go to funerals because I like to remember the person and say, well, you know what? That person is like a friend I haven't seen, but I'm grateful for the memories that I had with them. Mm-hmm. And that's how we tend to do it. So even to find out what he did, everyone's going to speculate, speculate, speculate. You know how it is. Um, but I'm just glad that we celebrate how he was and how he lived. So he mm-hmm. can, we can now um, be at rest because he's at rest. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? It's like that, bro. you got to call it as you see it. But for me, um, there's no good reason why he passed apart mm-hmm. from it was his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think well, on my side, I'm not, we have to make some avenue. I believe his mum's still around. And, and uh, so I need to make some avenues into relation to see if that they're all right you know what I mean because that's yeah, something that, that was, yeah, that was big issue. really important yeah. that was his big issue his big issue was his mum and yeah. how she was and how she was doing he said mm-hmm. please and so on I said dude you know I don't know but you know again I gather there's people that I've known thankfully forever that have gone to check and I hope other people um, recognise it and try and do what they can yeah, that's what, that's what he wished for, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of his um, sort of story when he was alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so that's, that's that's on that side, yeah. But I know yeah. you'll take care of that, German. So that's not. Yeah, issue. definitely. I'm going to be making a move down there to just see if they're, they're all right. So definitely. Yeah, that's, that's so beautiful because that's the thing, you know, when the person that you know that you care about passes, but then what about the people, you know, like his mum, who's left that's behind? Right. It is so important to remember her and to that's the it. community that's to right. support because, you know, the community was Brother Dougie's spiritual family, soul family, and obviously mm-hmm. that family should now connect with his biological family and comfort them. So I think that's a, a really good step in the right direction. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So um, what I want to really ask now is obviously, you know, you're both, as you said, you do such different things. But at the same time, you're both educating and changing people's lives, letting people think outside the box and make a difference in their lives. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people know what you're doing and what have you, but I don't know if you want to kind of just talk on that a little bit. Um, You know what? I've just checked with my thoughts and they said yes and no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Only that sometimes, yeah, you know what? It is about Dougie. It is his time. Sometimes you don't mix water with wine. 
uh, there'll be another time I can come on your show and I can talk about the things that I'm going to do in the future. But I don't need to, you know, um, raise my game on his parade, man. It's his time. I'd rather people left walking around thinking about what he did, how he was, and, you know, how he impacted on two of us. Jammers, I don't know if you've got anything. I do have things going on, but they don't need to be talked about today. We can talk yeah. another time and set up another week and we can talk about ourselves and um, still remember. But today is a tribute to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the different things he was doing and how he was. Sorry, Amani, that's what my spirit just told me no, right now. This is that's absolutely it's fine. That, um, um, we're thinking we... um, dog is Dougie's song, you know? So let us just, you know, big him up and let him stay raised up, you know? Yeah, go go ahead, Baba Jamas. That's that's great, Baba. Well, well, I was going to say something, but Edison's telling me to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> no, sorry, Jamas. Say yours, man. Say yours. No, say no, what you got planning, bro. You have to go to radio. Go on. I think uh, I, I think I, I, it's funny to do that. That my brain's gone to another a whole new level again, and I'm sure Dougie's part of that. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah. Just, just yeah, just watch this space again, you know. But it's all, it is all about Dougie, you know. It's all about Dougie. But Dougie's created a, you know, he's, he's created a phenomenon, phenomenon with me and, as well. And it's and it's it's ever getting bigger and bigger. So just watch this space, you know. Yeah, I think you know um, <sighs> as we're talking here, I think one of the things that's really important. Baba Dougie had a vision, and his vision was all about the community. So really what I was um, alluding alluding to was that I know you both are also about the community and as Brother um, Edison said, one of the things that Brother Dougie is very particular about is mother his his beautiful mother but also he wants this work he wants to keep people he doesn't want people to disperse and feel oh where do I go now What's what's happening, he wants to make sure that people like yourselves are still, you know, doing what you're doing and supporting the people. So the people have got, you know, through their morning and through, you know, what's going to happen now, they have got um, that feeling or that confidence that, you know, people that are close to Baba Dougie are still, you know, doing what they do and they're helping to keep, you know, the community together and, um, you know, changing lives and keeping people's minds strong, you know, in themselves because... Obviously, with Brother Dougie, um, no longer with us in the in the flesh, he is still with us in terms of the essence of him hasn't left. It's still all around, and you can hear that in the conversations that you're both sharing. So, yeah, I'm going to just um, let you carry on to sharing, um, you know, your thoughts. I know Brother Dougie has all the, lots of catchphrases he he says and um, quotes, um, and. I think um, we talked last week about... um, Because one of the things that was quite sad was Dr. Leila Africa died the week before. And we know how important that gentleman was to Brother Dougie. I interviewed Brother Dougie uh, back in 2013. And one of the things we talked about was um, how Dr. Leila Africa um, has helped him in terms of his health. And one of the reasons why he did a lot of seminars events on health was because of Dr. Leila Africa. So do you want to talk to that, anybody? 
I think jammers, you're maybe more um, familiar with that because, in honesty, um, that part of things, I, I wasn't around that time. So, yeah, jammers, please. Yeah, he was talking about Leila Africa before anybody else was talking about Leila yeah, Africa. And, and um, one thing I'll say that when somebody closer to me transition, they pass down knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, so that they pass down knowledge uh, to to you. But with Lella Africa, I know that Dougie really was cut up about because I did speak to Dougie when um, Dougie phoned me up and told me about Lella Africa. And I know really Dougie was broken when when it when it when he when that happened. That imagine. event happened. Yeah, I can totally imagine. You know that um, because he was, you know, he was someone that he's, he interviewed several times. Apparently, I. Um, Dr. Lena Africa, whenever he'd come to the UK, he would just literally, from what I've heard, go to the studio and meet with Brother Dougie and, and go on the air and share, you know, what he does, which, you know, is very important. And, and I, was with, uh, I was with Brother Dougie and Lena Africa the last time they came over and they, oh, we really? had a meal together. Oh, wow. Yeah, in Tottenham, just before he, he, he flew back, you know. And yeah, they had a really special relationship mm-hmm. as well. You know, it wasn't just a, a, an event. They had a they had a, a close relationship as well. Because I mean, Brother Dougie was the one who actually brought him over here, and you know, he 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 he, he had a love of London as well, and that was through Brother Dougie as well. You know, and, yeah. and people have to remember the shows that Dougie used to have at Parkview Academy. They, they were legendary. You know, packed houses. That's the thing I know. remember. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I'll I, I tell you a story that I have with Brother Dougie. Now, he did a, um, an event, it was in 2013 when I just got into radio. And um, if anyone knows me really well, I'm quite a shy person, you know, in, 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 you know, in normal life. And um, I, was, um, in, I was on the panel of one of his events. So we all went round the back and when we, when we arrived... Um, you know, people putting the chairs out. There wasn't that many people there, a few people. So Brother Dougie said, yeah, we're going around the back and we're going to meditate before we go live with the show. So I thought, oh, you know, this is all right. This, you know, it, um, probably not going to be too many people, just, you know, um, enough that I can I can manage um, to talk to. So anyway, we went around the back, we all held hands and we meditated for about five, ten minutes. And um, we all started, you know, going back into the main hall. So as we were going back in, every, you know, each person went through and I opened the door and the place was full. And I was like, oh, my God. So I had to go back again on my own and meditate because I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I, I wasn't expecting it. was only I ran there for about five, ten minutes and the place was full. People were outside the door, um, couldn't get in. And it was like, wow, you know. And again, you know, Brother Dougie, he compared so well. He had the audience, you know. Um, really sort of um, connected and they were asking questions and we were answering and you know I was you know in the beginning I was like I'm just going to look at one person because you know you learn when you're speaking publicly just focus on one person and then I found oops I found I was able to look around as you know and look at everybody and before the end of the evening I was fine I was like you know I could look at everyone and um, I really again like yourself put that down to to you know brother Dougie you know believing in me when I didn't believe in myself that I could do something like that and um you know coming away feeling you know pretty confident and good about the the whole experience 
and that's something I think you know we're all saying about about him is that um, you know he sees something in you and he allows it to come through and it adds another dimension to who you are as a person um, so any more stories yourself that you would like to no, share I, I have a similar tale as in the origin of when I started doing what I was doing because Jammers was instrumental in that as well um, what would happen was we did the radios uh, for a little while and then I was going to venture out <laughs> to start doing courses and things like that but I didn't have no experience really public speaking other than a couple of occasions and like you said it's a trick and an art within itself to be able to speak and look everyone in the face oh. and be able to say what you're thinking and be able to adapt or change or say what you need to say at any given time and Janice is is adept at that you know, he's done so many shows yeah. and so many events. So, well, I, I, uh, it's, it's, that's on Dougie's fault because Dougie was the one who threw me in the deep end as well. Thanks, Yeah, the deep end. It's like, ah, swim, swim. <laughs> and that was it. From when I was doing his show, and I learned to pick up some tips there. Whenever you were doing one of your speakers club, remember, I would come and sit on the panel. Oh, right, yeah. Dougie yeah. would be the compare. And then I would look for any opportunity I could do some public speaking. So right. that when I actually started my course, I literally learned to be as I saw Dougie was, I saw Jamus was, as natural as possible. So that you got to the point where you were now as yourself in front of people. So you didn't have to think about what you'd be next. It's like you're talking to a friend. And I got that from watching Jammer speak. And you know, more importantly, Dougie would be the compare on those shows. And we went to other places. Dougie would just get up, like you said, in an empty room and hold a conversation together and hold the people together. So again, um, my mentor, I was sitting there watching him, how he did it, his temperament, his, um, you know, his charisma, how he literally just still held everyone's interest when there was very little to talk about. So these guys, you're watching them do it, trend, they play, um, tr- um, apply their trade and everything like that. And yeah, again, when I did my very first class on my course, mm-hmm. again, I was nervous, but Dougie was there, um, as he always is, as there he support. And yeah? you'll always, so. always be there. Yeah, always be there. Yeah. You learn you learn more from me and Dougie than I've learned myself because I ain't even got to start yet. <laughs> oh my God. Nah, my friend, I had to study, and you guys were my teachers. You would just come up, stand, and just start talking in front of people and say whatever you got on your mind. I said, "My God, how do they do that? That's not easy." Um, no. Go ahead. And the thing is, Dougie, that's it. Dougie started, he was the, he was the host of the speaker, co-host of the speakers club mm-hmm. from day one. And it took it, we took it from being in a library, the local uh, Bernie, uh, Marcus Garbury library, mm-hmm. and, and extended it when all, until we went up to the theatre. Wow. You know, Dougie was the host all the way to the Bernie Grant Theatre where we had uh, General Seti from come over from America and, and David Lammy, the MP as well. It became the number one. It was number one on Google. This is all through Dougie was hosting this event continually, constantly. 
you know, any situation, Dougie was there and he held the whole the whole show together, you know. You know, and, and what you just said there, that's the thing, isn't it? Brother Dougie, he is in the community. He's known by, you know, people who's, you know, like you said, you know, MPs, um, artists, all sorts of people. And he's also there with the people, you know, like... You know, when I met Brother Dougie, I was like, oh, my God, you know, hearing him on the on the radio and meeting him for the first time, I was in I was in awe. But, you know, he makes you feel so comfortable. He makes you feel like you're you you matter. He doesn't make you feel like, oh, you know, who are you? Um, you know, you, you meet him for the first time and he takes the time to get to know you and just makes you feel um, you know, relevant and that, you know, he is a caring person in, in the community in the matter, you know, even though um, he's got such a big platform or he had such a big platform and was doing great things and was recognised by people who were doing great things out there. I think what Dougie does, what a lot of people don't do, is that he actually really listens to people. Yes. Yeah. No, really listens, you know, not half listen. He actually really listens to people. Mm, you know? That's so true. That's so true. Um, no, it's a, go ahead. No, no, it's a very powerful skill that he exuded where he would be the orchestrator, <laughs> but he could blend in the background and let the other people shine. It wasn't about him. And that in itself, it shows a, a lack of ego a humbleness that is really found and you know other people around oh yes I'm the compare I'm the this I'm the that um, and in truth they can become the show as opposed to the show itself but again everyone would say Dougie's show but they were there to see him do his thing but more to see who he brought along. He allowed the people that was on the bill to express themselves as much as they can so that they could bring as much as they can to the community. And the audience as well. He would... Well, that was it. And Dougie, my God, you know, he would always keep his um, events at the same price, wasn't it, Jones? (gasps) That's right, yeah. (laughs) And there was no inflation with Dougie, was there? Jesus, no inflation with Dougie. No inflation. Go ahead. (laughs) And the thing about Dougie, that doesn't, it doesn't even make sense, as you said. Most speakers have got an ego, you know? Most speakers want to make a spectacle or put on a performance. Dougie's actually one of the only speakers I know who's who doesn't want to. He's he's a speaker, but he's he's about bringing everybody else in. It's not about himself. Yeah, and that that makes it. Yeah, go ahead, brother. No, no, I was going to say I was going to concur. It just wasn't about him. It's just like nobody does that, you know, comparing and put Dougie, but again no, it's not about him he just wants to make sure everyone and the event goes the way it's supposed to go Absolutely, absolutely um, I'm just thinking about some because when, I, when I, I got you know, second show that I did on, on radio and I got a chance to uh, interview Brother Dougie and I was really scared and I, I was like, because my partner at the time used to go on Brother Dougie's show so I was like I really want to interview Brother Dougie you know but I'm really shy because it's my second time and I don't know if I can do it and again you know he came on the show and he was just 
it was just like two hours of just fun and you know he he talked about things that he did um i don't know if anybody knows about the body shop is it body body shop record up in tottenham um apparently they wanted to close it down and body body music music, i beg your pardon yes and Baba Dage, you know, rallied around, got, you know, people got excited because I think that's the thing I keep hearing about Baba Dage. People would meet him out there doing what he's doing and they would just be drawn to him. So people were drawn to him and they were like, you know, supporting what he was trying to do. And, you know, they weren't able to close down that shop because Baba Dage, you know, he brought, he, he got it, you know, he was able to keep it open because of his work and bringing in other people and bringing in people who know you know how to kind of fight the the system on things like that and you know we talked about you know about that and talked about how um i don't know if anyone people know but he's when he first started doing these events he was doing them in the west end and he had uh, already established you know had a lot of people showing interest and he, t- he shared how the first event he did he he and one of his best friends at the time, you know, went along. They they did, you know, advertised it, promoted it, and um, were expecting people. Didn't know how many people were going to show up, and it even started from that very early stage. There were so many people in the room. I think three hundred. And brother Dougie was like, "Oh my god, I don't know if I can speak to these people." And his friend said, "So he said to his friend, you go and speak to them.'" And his friend knows it's your event. You go and speak to them. And um, he started, yeah, his events, and he, you know, each week, people, or month, however long he did it. But you know what? He decided, I want to bring this knowledge, because the knowledge of, you know, he was learning about, you know, advanced relationships, soul, you know, relationships that kind of like on a much higher level, the business, he was, um, they were talking about mind, Brother Dougie is very much on mindset and, and the power of the mind. And he said, you know what, this is great and I love this, but I really want to bring it back to my people that I see walking around in Tottenham who are lost, who don't really know where they're going and don't maybe have a dream or, you know, at that time. And that's what, that's why the five pound um, tickets came in, because he wanted to reach people from every walk of life. And even though he was doing really well in the West End, you know, packing the the the, the, the room or what have you he decided he wanted to localise his events and bring it back to the people in his community um, that's typical isn't it you know again it was something where you know that he was um, focused on making sure he not you see it's funny because someone might want to make a difference yeah but not be the one who takes the claim. Mm. Almost like we do it anonymous, not anonymously, but not with not you being known yeah. favorite. No, it wasn't. Yeah. And literally that um, was him. But the way in which he approached people and conducted people, I saw that as my model, to be fair, of how to conduct yourself and deal with people um, around you like that. You always approach them. Anyone to speak to you, you have time, you try and help as many things. There's many times someone's coming and then Dougie would send them and I say, oh, Dougie, okay then. Because <laughs> it's a case where Dougie says, oh, you got to do this or you got to do that. And we will say, it's Dougie. Okay, off we go. 
Isn't it, Jamus? If Dougie says he sends someone to you, it's Dougie. They called his name. He's in his name carried weight. You had to. Dougie said it. Okay. It's like Dougie could see things in you that you didn't even want to bring out yourself. You know, you had to be doing all them, like, characters, mm. doing all sorts of stuff. Mm. You know? Dougie was a person who brought outside you. you. Sometimes you didn't even want to come out with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but he really develops you as a person, you know? In his own way, he just said, is it possible? And he'd always suggest something that you said, no, I'm not sure about that. But yeah. because of him, you would have a try. That's and right. before you know, you've done it. You're, oh, I did that. Oh, that was different. I didn't know I had that. Now I've got that. Let me use that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's, uh, that's def- yeah, go ahead, please, Jamus, yeah. No, no, no. Doug, he was always, he was always innovating, doing different things and, you know, always looking at ways of doing things in a different way. He never, he never stagnated in, in, in one thing, you know? Absolutely. He was forever evolving in what he was doing. And, and like you said earlier on, you know, he started looking at, okay, I care about the community. Health is important. Business is important. Relationships is important. But where does it really begin? The young and um, that's what he was doing towards the end of his life, you know, putting on lots of events around, you know, young people. Um, and that's the thing with him. He never just stayed with something because it, it, it had, you know, it started and it worked. It was always about what really mattered, who really mattered. Yes. It's hard when you, for me when you say towards the end of his life because in my mind he hasn't died. He's just changed form. He's going to communicate with those who can listen in his own way. So in honesty, he hasn't died. He's just changed the way in which he can um, do what he used to do. But someone like that, that was so um, determined to help people, I'm sure in his own way, as soon as he's, you know, sort of got his bearings and what have you, is going to be back in the game in some sort of way, you know? But, um, no, it's hard to think of him and say, oh, no, he's gone. And I think, I know. you know, if people can get in that position where they say people don't leave, they mm-hmm. just, you know, they is just that, change yeah. their format. Yeah, yeah it's... speak to them in a different way but you can still speak to them. You speak to them internally as opposed to externally. externally yes. mm-hmm. I love that. We, yeah, definitely not use the, you know, but, you know, he, he, he's still mm. around, like we were saying earlier on, still, mm. his essence is still very much around us. And, it, and it's, it's part of you, yes. you know, that you, we've got a saying that, um, what do you say? Uh, thoughts create matter. Mm. So when you're thinking of someone, it's like their resonance, their frequency, the events that they've done with you, it resonates within you. It's almost like it brings their presence up because part of mm. their presence is still within you on some sort of molecular level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of us is still part of us. He's still part of our energy field. And when we're thinking of things that he did and things that we've learned whilst we've been in his company and events that he's put on, the frequency of him and the good of him is still vibrating in us. 
And that may, as they say, you know, change us when we're about to have uh, a negative thought or compete a negative act. She said, nah, man, I've been around people like Buggy and they show me a different way. Let me go with that different way. Yeah, let me take the impact of that person's actions and presence to guide me in a more productive way that I can help someone. Someone help me and they don't ask for nothing. It's for me to pass that on to somebody else like it was passed on to me. And I love a big thing. People forget how Dougie done it like Jesus. He, he, he done it with a stick and a flyer a phone call in a radio show wow. that's how we that's how we packed out dancing it wasn't no social media it's massive true, yeah. campaign yeah. my man was just doing it with a, a, a little bit of change in his pocket a phone call a radio wow. show and a flyer yeah he, he, he was um, I remember you, you know talking to him because obviously he's he is the king of the offline you know which is there's nothing like touching palms belly to belly eyeball to eyeball and he would talk to individual people you know say he came up to them and you know said you know I've got this event he would take time explain the event and of course how could they not go so that is the best form of promoting and you know you can do all these fancy stuff on online as you say but there's nothing like real connecting with um, people and I often used to talk to him about how he had this gift of you know doing what he did and um, people would just follow him because they saw something in him that you know made them feel wow this man is special I don't know what this event is about but I need to be there yeah and, and I think people don't really appreciate that he walked around with a walking stick I know, I know my knee was playing me up for a little, a little bit and I found it so hard to get around but people don't appreciate that Dougie was walking around with a walking stick covering the whole of London you know yeah, what? the man was operating in some pain and you know where there's a lot of people in this life say I can't do this I can't do this because I've got a little this and I've got a little that he wasn't going to sit down in his house and wallow in what he was going through he never saw that as an obstacle he never saw that as a reason why he couldn't go out and help somebody else mm. And it's yeah. funny you say about the stick. I, I didn't remember that. I know, I think, I know he had a, a limp. But I, again, I don't know, um, I don't know if it's me, but I'm sure when I spoke to him, when we did that, that interview all those years ago, he talked about, he was he was quite a, a footballer. I don't know if we... Um, okay. Yeah, he was quite, a, he, was, he was a very good footballer, apparently. And I know when he interviewed one of his guests that used to go to school with him, um, they were talking about, you know his talent so it's funny how as jammers are saying he walked with a stick but it seems to me as though um you know he took you know for him it was always about okay this is not going to stop me what can i do now and what he dis what he realized was you know i can help people to find their voice and he talked about also how find your voice came along exactly yeah yeah Along with a speakers club, there was fine your voice, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so again, another that, thing about yeah. Daniel people that you know, Daniel was a proper raver, he was proper old school. He would be the last one in the party. Really? Enjoying wow. Himself. wow. 
Yeah, you, you don't need to learn to do a good dance as well. You entertain many, uh, you know. Yeah, Javis, let the man rest, man. Um, okay, gentlemen. <laughs> no, I'm always doing that. I'm always doing that. No way. It's our radio hambanta. I'm always telling him to calm down because he's about to start, so. Mm. <laughs> okay. You know, Dougie's smile was infectious when Dougie was smiling. His laugh was infectious, yes. Oh, my goodness. He would light up the whole room, you know. Okay, yeah. what, what I want to say is we've got... Seven, we've got about seven minutes because we've got a we've got a DJ coming on, DJ Anubis coming on next. So I really want you to, you know, people are listening, people know Brother Dougie, people who probably don't know Brother Dougie. Please, what do you remember? What are you going to miss about Brother Dougie? I know you've given so much, and you are so much in the spirit of Brother Dougie, where you say, you know, this show that you're, you know, we're talking today is all about Brother Dougie, and I really appreciate that. And um, it's so much, it's such the brother Dougie thing to do. But so, could you just share your any special thing that you remember and you're going to miss, or anything that you would like to share with our listening audience? Um, I'll go first, Charles. <laughs> no, um, look, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, when they say things are created. Uh, people are created for a certain time for a certain place to do certain things uh, people like Brother Dougie they come along or they just don't come along someone very unique very special that almost his life was the community it's almost like his skin was the community because anything that happened in the community actually affected him directly he was the center of peace everyone in that place that was doing anything knew him people in other places knew him so characters like that really made a huge difference in everyone's life um you know it's a shame because if they could do a proper funeral with him could you imagine oh, we don't know what what building uh, would you we couldn't find what a would you have to hire out <laughs> we couldn't what find a building yeah you could not find a building that's going to house all the people that would go and that would be there and had to show their respect for him in that way. This is a super, super, super um, special human being that's popularity was not made on any bad stories. No one's going to come and tell you a bad thing. He did this, he did that. That would not be with his um, character. So he's going to be incredibly missed for the effort that he would put into situations and other people's lives. And the fact that effectively he brought light, he brought laughter, and he was trying to bring a serious message in the best way. That's the magic ingredient, isn't it? The laughter, but the seriousness of what's going on. Wow, I love that, Brother Edison. No, so for me, I, well, this is a person I'm going to have instrumental in my story and add him in a positive place mm-hmm. so that whenever I think of that situation, I'm reminded of him and what he did. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I'm molded by my um, time that I spent with him. You know, my mentor in a way that he probably didn't appreciate at the time because he was just being himself. Yeah. But in our respect for him and how he was, 
Um, no, he's made a story in me that I never thought that I would see. Robert Edison, fantastic, um, lovely, heartfelt words there. Jammers, we're going to leave. Um, yeah, we've got a few minutes, please. Just share. No, I just echo what Edison said that uh, Dougie's made me who I am, and Dougie's always going to be a part of me. We need to sort of try to maintain this community Absolutely. spirit that Dougie started, and also look out for the, his family that you know as well and support the family that's all I have to say you know Doug, Doug is a legend a true legend a true gem a legend, a legend. Yeah. wow well all I can say is that you know we really enjoyed eavesdropping on the conversation between the two of you about Brother Dougie who will always be remembered never forgotten and has touched so many lives we've all got our individual memories of him and thank you both so much. And I'm so glad to know that you're both going to keep the memory of Brother Dougie alive in all that you're doing. So keep up the great much, work. Sir. Keep up the great work. Definitely. Thank you, Armani, for the opportunity, okay? We wanted to, I know I wanted to get out what I felt in a certain way. I was going to write about it, but oh. the way everyone is behaving on um, social media now, mm. I, um, you couldn't get lost in the wind. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm glad I've got an opportunity now to say what it is and I can get it off my chest. Mm. Um, but yeah, he was not only good, he was one of the best, as the old saying goes, okay? So. Yeah. Yeah, he was a real, he was a real one. Yeah, that's it. And he did it his way, as they say, you know. Exactly. <laughs> All right. But I, but I, I'd like to, you know, me, you, and Edison to have another show, maybe in a, you know, when you've got free time, and we can sort of expand. We've all we're got doing free time, Jamas. We've all yes, got free no one's time. going anywhere. <laughs> I'm on lockdown, my friend. I'm on lockdown. Oh, <laughs> Listen, we better do a wrap because we've got a fantastic. Um, DJ Anubis is coming on with the wisdom and um, music for us all so um, yeah we, we, we better go so thank you okay. both so much and um, I know you've got no a fantastic show on Tuesdays what time is that Tuesday well from one till six but okay. you know I usually turn up late so it probably be for and about three till remember six six jammers please six <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what I'm like, yeah show, I'm just yeah. after you guys yeah <laughs> Jammers, I'm around this week, brother, obviously. Okay, so, we're not going to be there early this, this week. Okay, we okay, are going, people. Yeah. Thank you, kings and queens, for listening. <laughs> Thank you, management, for this fantastic platform. Thank you to my first guest, Tony Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you to Brother Edison, Brother Jammers, and the memory of our dear brother, Dougie. Thank you all so much. And DJ Newbies coming up next. Do not move that dial. <laughs>